just three black kings giving our thoughts to society from politics sports music and whatever subject fits the need we ain't trying to make it grand we ain't trying to make a band we just want to know who's bands i'm so Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ron and Don, a.k.a. Mr. TaylorMade. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's good with it, though, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Who's Man's Podcast. But before we go on, we got to find out who's here with us. Hey, this is Brian, one half of R&B. The Ron and Brian <laughs> I'm so mad you went through with that. <laughs> That's my new name. I'm changing my birth certificate. Um, yeah, I feel very good. I don't know why it took so long for me to figure out that our initials made R&B, but that's that's a problem I'll have to always face. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy. Hey, R. <laughs> ah, let's keep it moving. Who else we got here with us tonight? <laughs> Hey, we got the one, we got the only, this boy right here, this my son right here, this my bro, alright? <laughs> Tell me what your name is, boy! Hello? Okay. <laughs> we got Evan C. Kenna Brew on the, on the, on the, on the line. What up, boy? What's going on? What's going on? Happy to be here, but you know you have to have a better intro than that, man. Come on. Give me something. You knew exactly what he was going to do. <laughs> I would have it no other way. But thank you, guys. Huge fan of you guys. So thanks for having me on. It is a pleasure to have you here, my brother. So, yeah, Evan has been a, a long friend of all of us here at the at the Who's Man's podcast. So it's a pleasure to have him here so he can shoot the shit with us. we got some real important things we're going to talk about tonight. But we're going to get into that a little bit later. So for now, how y'all been? How y'all doing? What your weekend been like? Conrad, how you been doing? It was a good weekend, man. Finally, some great weather. Um, Friday, uh, well, Friday, Saturday, Saturday was a day of just chilling. Um, met some, uh, met up some, some friends, and you know, hung out of the patio, just drank some beers, and just enjoyed the seventy-six degree weather, sunny with a breeze, and you can't get better any better than that. So. I soaked it up because on Sunday, Mother Nature said you played yourself, um, and we had rain, and it was a little chilly, so, but it was a good weekend, just relaxed, um, yeah, how about y'all? Hey, my weekend was uh, very, very chill, so if you listen to the podcast, you know that I've made a huge <clears throat> uh, transition down to Texas, and uh, it's been, it's been interesting uh so i spent the weekend trying to get my life together i said i was gonna stay in and like organize and get my apartment together ain't none of that happened so all my stuff (laughs) is still not unpacked i'm looking at boxes right here i'm looking at things that shouldn't be in the living room that's in the living room i got suitcases in the kitchen they don't belong there (laughs) Uh, i have yet to sleep in my bed because i got clothes all over it so you know I'm still trying to get my life together, so I'm, I got another weekend coming up, and we'll see how that go. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> what about you, Evan? Hey, man, working on the same thing, trying to make my transition back to Texas, but for now, I'm dealing with this 
bipolar weather here in Michigan. I mean, it was 76 on Wednesday, and then ice storms the rest of the week through the weekend. So not exactly sure how to adjust to that. But other than that, just watch some playoff basketball, which was always good. Watch the, watch the Pacers whoop on LeBron, which was wonderful. Love Lance Stevenson. So not too bad of a weekend. <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't come in here with the anti-LeBron negativity. Hey, Where is this coming from? Hey, here too. And we're going there. Welcome to the podcast. I wasn't ready to go there. I'm immediately backing down. Evan came ready. Ron, you better be ready today. Stay on your phone. I see. Let's do it. I will. My weekend was pretty chill, too, though. Uh, Saturday, I didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Me and my girl went to hang out at the Cidery, which is like a brewery except for cider. For those of us who are into that. So that was pretty fun. Just chilled there throughout most of the day. Juice. I'm sorry. Hater. (laughs) Don't be mad. (laughs) Say that again. I didn't catch that. Oh, Brian just... likes to refer to Howard Cider as Juice because he's just not sophisticated enough to understand. It's a little too complex for him okay. to know the difference. Okay. Oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know this or the cider and the drink. Okay. No, nah, you exactly see, he, he seems to think that it's not apple juice. But we, I'm not going to have this debate with you for the 14th time. Juice was <laughs> That's what I think of it. That's disrespectful, <laughs> first of all. Like, I, I wrong, how many people medicine. asked for your opinion? How many people wanted you to tell <laughs> You ain't shit. Uh, other than that, I mean, I ended up having to take a nap so that I could be ready for something to happen later on that night, but we're going to get into that later on in the podcast. So other than that, the weekend was pretty chill. On Sunday, me and B was helping a friend of ours move, which Ooh. I'm uh, I'm at the point now. I'm thinking I might hire movers for other people if they, if they want me to. Look, I will start a GoFundMe. Okay. All right. You asked me to help you move. I'm going to send a surrogate of my place. I thought I was about to die. Did you ever carry the couch up three flights of stairs? I was like, at a moment, I was like, I could just let go of this couch and let go of this friendship. And All right. Like, let go of this friendship. <laughs> Just walk away. I would feel much better though, like right now. <laughs> right, because the day of you just tired. It's all good. It's the next two days that really get you. Yeah, I still can't lift my arm. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was like to have an arm that I felt like. Man, that was tough. And then you know what's worse is moving with people who are stronger than you, and they know they're stronger than you, and they make it <laughs> obvious that they're stronger than you. But you still, well, I still, you know, like to act like I still got it. Man, this dude was lifted. He could have probably lifted the couch by himself. You talking but, about Ron? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was out here embarrassing him. Okay. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie, Ron's got that sneaky strength, though. Ron, dude. Ron, Ron looks we, skinny, but his strength will sneak up on you. <laughs> Evan, it sounds like you're talking from experience. Hey. You alright? <laughs> PTSD. I wouldn't, know. I wouldn't know. I've just seen it a few times, so. Don't come at me like that. Nah, but. <laughs> Shout out to uh, our girl Amber, who was on an earlier episode. We helped her move to a new place, and hopefully she is uh, comfortable because I'm still not. Uh, still You're gonna be there for a while because after that, ain't gonna be no moving for at least a year. <laughs> so what you're saying is, um, cousin Meech is uh, 
challenge was done on Sunday, right? I have no idea what you're talking you, about. You know what? We did at least four of those days worth on Sunday. Say that again? I, I'm still ignoring that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's the better route to go. I, hey, I don't know that. Because of Meech, I got you, bro. I'm doing them. I try to How get them to do Where are you at, Kyrat? Yeah, how's well, it going for you? I mean, I've been doing this since December of last December of last year, doing 150 push-ups with Austin and the crew. Okay. Okay, I didn't expect that. Right. <laughs> I feel like you're calling me fat and weak at the same time. I don't appreciate it. Hey, you asked the question, I answered. You're right. I ain't asking no more questions tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Make all right? I feel like a setup. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, let's go ahead and get down to business. So, we, we got a real big Who's Man's coming up tonight. So, y'all heard about that mess going on with the Starbucks? Mm, man. Your favorite Mochiato supplier? <laughs> man, so, so many people, so many black people I didn't see mad because they... <laughs> They feel bad about going to get their coffee. <laughs> they ain't stopped going, but they just feel bad about going. And that's what they pissed about. <laughs> Wearing the ski mask and using a different name. Right. Sarah, give hey, me my hey, shit, okay? And let me leave out. before the see me. <laughs> Listen, I did just about anything for caramel macchiato with coconut milk added to it. That's my order, you know. Oh, you bougie. With the pinky oh, up. Bougie, huh? So this Co- one really hit he, me. He know the order. Y'all better... Got to have it ready. Coconut milk, huh? Low-key coconut <laughs> milk go hard. Well, no. it's I, I was thinking almond milk. I don't like Yeah, milk. almond milk. But coconut milk, that's that extra level. That's another level up. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> I'm mad we focused on the wrong thing here. We, we are, supposed to be talking yeah. about the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we are. <laughs> I forgot all about it. <laughs> I was about right. to really go in on coconut milk, too, but I don't want to It's called Coconut Dreams, Coconut Reality, all right? <laughs> so, uh, so, so the real issue, does, was it to happen this weekend, or whatever, so just basically the two dudes sitting there chilling, waiting on their friend, and ended up getting the cops called on them, and got escorted out the building for minding their own business, really. It really, is, I mean, I feel like it's the same old story as far as black people are concerned. Like, we knew, we're not surprised that something like this would happen. No. Yeah, I was not surprised at all. I mean, when the video came out, and the, I think I saw it, like, the day before it became, like, viral. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, uh, yeah, what's next? And when people started going <laughs> off about it, I just, like, wasn't surprised at all. And that kind of made me feel sad a little bit, like... It's to the point now where I'm like, that's expected that we would. I'm like, hey, at least they didn't, you know, get shot. That would have been uh, the next thing that usually happens. But this is just crazy that you can't even go to Starbucks. I was listening to Charlemagne, who was like, Starbucks is known as the place you go to wait for people <laughs> because it's just <laughs> right. open and you they got free Wi-Fi. Of course you wait there. Dog, we will go there for Craigslist purchases. Like, hey, maybe at the closest Starbucks to you. All right. <laughs> like, people people buy people who buy stuff online use Starbucks as a place to meet up. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. It was just sad to see, like, <clears throat> like on one end, it was good to see the, the, the white people, our white brothers and sisters, you know, uh, in the video, like, going at the cops, like, what are you doing this for? Why? And you heard a few people, like, speak up, like, well, they weren't doing nothing. I was here the whole time. Um, but you know, 
I want to know, and they still haven't said it. Who called the police? Like the manager. So, yeah, the manager the called manager. the police, and it was said that the manager no longer works for Starbucks anymore, um, as advised by Starbucks corporate. So, in my opinion, know you know, they're saying. doing a good job of getting out in front of this thing. Because I'm not sure if you guys heard yet, but um, they're actually going to close 8,000 stores on May 29th for racial bias training. So, think about how much profit and loss they're going to make on that just by training some employees for this little incident that happened. So, you know, I can feel good about drinking my Starbucks in the morning knowing that they're doing this. So, I'll feel better about it when I see an actual change. Like, I think this is great. It's a great idea. It's a great spin, to be quite honest. Or, like, quite honest, like, it's great to get that out there because you can say, hey, we did do something about it. But I want to know... I'm going to name him Kyle. It just seems like a Kyle would call the police. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Shermansky. That's your name. And I'm pissed at you for even doing that. Like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Like, where did that come from? Where, where, have you guys ever, ever, and I know this is, I'm not trying to make light of it because it is serious and it hurts. Uh, and I feel for those, those two brothers. And the third person that was on um, there, that you know that was coming to meet them um but have you guys ever experienced this before where maybe you were at a location or maybe you were shopping or maybe you were somewhere and you were either uh treated badly or not treated as well as somebody who doesn't look like you you ever faced this before uh for me definitely when it's especially when you're going uh shopping in like a predominantly white uh store like in the mall like where you walk in and they give you the hey how you doing and then it's like hey how you doing but they're like every step you take they're like two steps behind you acting like they're folding clothes Mm -hmm. or like changing the and i'm just like look first of all i'm here because of my girlfriend so i ain't buying any of y'all shit (laughs) so (laughs) uh second i'm like dog Chill on me, like relax. <laughs> I see y'all got cameras. First of all, I'm not an idiot. I'm not gonna steal your stuff. I I don't need to steal anything. Like just let me shop in peace. While there's like six, three or four other white people shopping, no one's no one's attending them. But it sucks because at the same time, like, <clears throat> gets to the point where it's just like, all right, I'm about to walk in this store, and they're gonna follow me. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, well you're following me. What's new? It's like, hey, how you doing? All right. Same thing. Same process. Yeah, every time. It sucks because you almost feel powerless, too. Like, there's nothing I can really do to put you at ease. Like, you are, for some reason, you feel threatened by me being here. And that sucks because I just want to come in Old Navy and look at the the $6 shirts that y'all had that's going to be trash in a few months when I wash it two times. Like, that's all I want to do. But now you follow me <laughs> all around the store. It sucks. I, I see it sometimes when I, like, go to a bar and especially if it's late at night and the bar is crowded i never forget really? like i was i was at a place and it was me and it was maybe a white guy and a white girl to my right and on my left it was two white dudes and i was there first and the bartender not only took all of their orders around me but then left after he was done and the white dude who was next to me was like I don't understand why that just happened, man. He's like, here, I'll, I'll order for you. And I was like, no, nah, I'm sure he's coming back. 
He was like, no, let me try. As soon as that dude stepped back up to the counter, the bartender came back and took my order. Like, took his order, but for me. And I was Damn. like, what is that? Like, what, what is this treatment that you're giving to your customers who are, you know, providing you the money so you can do this service for us? Like, it was, I don't know. What about you guys, Ron and Evan? I mean, for... I mean, yeah. for me, I mean, we've all got all of these types of scenarios that, you know, can happen to us because of kind of our skin color or whatnot, right? But, I mean, one that kind of stood out for me that didn't necessarily happen to me but actually happened in the news this week was this kid, Brennan Walker, who was uh, walking to school in Rochester Hills. Um, if you guys uh, are familiar, that's actually, the, you know, the city where I'm from. And this kid literally was lost and looking for directions to get to his high school. And decided to knock the on bus, somebody's right? door to get directions. And the wife opened the door, started yelling at the kid, and then the husband came out and started shooting at the kid. All because he was he was That's black. That's crazy. Right. Make no damn sense. It absolutely makes no sense. And they've got it luckily all on recording as well. And uh, from the articles that I've read so far, it seems like, you know, a lot or excuse me, the kids um, the kids rationale or whatever the story that he told was actually the correct story as uh, seen by the video footage. So to think of something like this, you know, like a city where I grew up, a town, you know, kind of a Caucasian or, a, you know, white suburb, to think that something like this can happen in 2018 kind of trumps like any, like, individual incident that I've had. And it's just a reminder, you know, that we constantly have to look over our backs, you know, no matter what position, wherever we are, you're still going to be considered, you know, just a black guy. So that one kind of hurt this week. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of, like, you know, hitting home, the one that sticks out the most to me is actually from when I was a kid. I think I had to be about maybe, like, 10, 11, 12, around that range. Definitely not a teenager yet. And it was, like, a corner store around, a uh, gas station corner store around the corner from my grandma's state, and I used to spend the summers out there. So I hit this place up maybe, like, 30, 40 times over the course of that summer. And then one random day, I go in there, and they was out of the snacks I wanted that day. So I walk out the store. So I'm getting ready to walk out the store, and I ain't got nothing. And I guess this looks suspicious to the dude behind the counter. Because all of a sudden, he steps out from behind the counter to block the door. And he's like, yo, what's in your pockets? And I'm like, bro, what is you talking about? And he starts talking about, oh, you coming through this store, and you're leaving out. I know you got something in your pockets. I'm like, man, I done been in here. You don't see me come through here 30 times all summer, and I choose today to just come steal something from you? And like I said, I'm like 12 years old, so this is a grown man. I can't, ain't nothing I can do but empty my pockets, which were empty, and show him so he can get out the way so I can finally go. And that's the last time I walked up up in there. And it's just like, it don't even matter how familiar you are with this, with the, uh, the city or the area. It could still happen. Man, it's just, that's just a crazy thing because um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your status, how much money you got, your education, uh, your politeness. Your home training, you just black. I mean, hell, to your point, Conrad, don't matter how much money you got. Remember no. Oprah a few years ago? Oprah! Well, what was that in? Where was that? Europe? Yeah. Where was that at? The Oprah yeah. <laughs> was profiled, <laughs> and they would not let her in the store because they felt she couldn't afford it. I think it was Hermes. I can't even pronounce it. She was trying to buy a purse, right? Like, it was a uh, like a luxury purses or bags yeah something like that like yeah god wait 
Man, see, that's why I can't be rich because I'm petty enough. I ought to buy that whole company, <laughs> <laughs> everything, everybody who works for it, and Wait, shut the whole thing down. Well, in, uh, in Asia, that same thing you just saying, <laughs> Ron, uh, there uh-huh. was a video of this dude that uh, got denied buying. Uh, I want to say it was China. He got denied buying an Apple phone because they thought he couldn't afford it and they wouldn't let him in the store. So he came back the next day and like demolished all the iPhones in the store and then paid for all of them. Goals. Yeah. Okay. Like he oh. he went crazy. Like he like <laughs> broke all the glasses. Oh yeah, I did cr- see that. <laughs> all of them. And then he paid for them. Okay, now there's proven a point, but uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm just saying. At the very least, that's petty. <laughs> Yeah, just do better, and and I do appreciate the fact that uh, Starbucks is trying to put their best foot forward, like Evan said, um, and do this uh, training on racial bias. We we've done that a lot at our job too. Um, and I don't even know what the answer is. What else could they do? Like, what else is there to do? People have said, well, give money. Uh, somebody said those dudes should drink free macchiato <laughs> for the rest of their life, which I agree. Like, hey, give it to them. Real? Uh, they probably don't even like They that. probably don't. Yeah, I was about to say, they probably <laughs> don't even care for anything in Starbucks. They're like, hey, let's just chill in here. They probably thought, let's the chill case, here. It's it probably the heaven. safest place. <laughs> <laughs> But I do agree with uh, Evan. Like on a corporate level, and the way they responded is a lot. Is I like giving props to that because we've seen a lot of incidents on corporate level, and all they do is send on an apology and move on with their days. So on a corporate level, I think that's pretty powerful for them to do because they are still losing money with all those stores closed. It's not like they, you know, <clears throat> are going to be making the same Starbucks money they will be when their employees are in training. Right, so basically, Hopefully you learn something. You gotta, you gotta outweigh the sacrifice of losing every single African American or minority customer you got, or close your store for a day. I think that's a pretty easy fix, you know. Hey, because um, Instagram sisters love posting their Starbucks uh, <laughs> stories, <laughs> so that's a that's a huge crowd you just lost <laughs> if you don't fix it. <laughs> that's true. Oh. Hey, but speaking of Instagram, y'all know what was blowing up Instagram this weekend was all that st- uh, stuff going on at Coachella. Y'all see, like, oh. it was man. I think this might have been like low key the most talked about Coachella in the past few years, and we all know why. But before we get to that, because y'all see some other stuff that was going on. I'm just gonna be. I was tired. Eminem was there. <laughs> that was rude. That was really disrespectful. <laughs> you, you know I was getting you back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Personally, I was excited at first. I was like, it was pretty uh, dope. But then by the time it got like noon on Sunday, I was tired of it. Like I was like, I really want to see something else on my timeline other than, you know who, but. Hey. Well, we can't say <laughs> she should not be named. Forty-five. Uh, I mean, not, not yet. <laughs> I'm, away, I'm, a, I'm away for 
I'm waiting for some of y'all to one of y'all to say it first before I, I mean, say she, it. But. She who should not be named was kind of taking <laughs> over uh, social media, and it ain't just it ain't her. I wish we could give a like a uh, her fans who should not be named. That's who we should be talking about. <laughs> they are God. They take stuff to the whole next level. Man. We will talk about that later. <laughs> Everything we're talking about later. <laughs> I'm the fifth on that. Ron, Ron is turning real lightly today. <laughs> All day. I, I texted Ron a question. He's like, that's a territory I did not want to step on, so I can't answer your question, Connor. I was like, damn. All right. <laughs> okay, Ron. Hey, but go, Look. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ron. Look, I know what's to approach uh, Tori about when it comes to me. I'm saying what not to approach. I don't come with the bullshit, all right? <laughs> if it ain't facts or updates, I don't come with it, all right? Like, Beyonce said this, Tori, okay? Beyonce, to- Beyonce told me that! <laughs> you are a smart man, man. You are smart. Rob, hey, Rob was like, hey, man, I... Yeah, I ain't gonna do that. I was like, you trying to ask Tori for me? He was like... Nah, bro. That's I'm trying to torture. I can't go there. I was like, respect. Hey, but Coachella did a few things. They kind of, they've done a few things for years that set them apart from other festivals. But like, um, streaming the entire thing. Well, I think certain artists had to like approve it. But streaming the whole festival via YouTube. Which I thought was like genius. I thought that was so cool uh, yeah. because hey, all these people are already paid for it, so it ain't like you missing out on nothing. Um, right. But now you get it's basically free advertising. Like you want to be here next year. I don't, but like yeah, you want to be here next year is what they were doing. So I thought that was cool. Um, what else you guys see? Uh, I, I love Vince Staples acting a fool all weekend. I was like, just about I'm, to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of his antics. Let's 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 do? actually talk about let's talk about him real quick <laughs> because he really did go off. Hey, what song do we sing? Now here's the thing: I don't think he has any radio singles that you could say that he would be known for. He's just kind of one of those guys that's just been making noise in hip hop, and he has a couple of good projects. Like his most recent one was called Big Fish Theory. Yeah, maybe, we'll make it, maybe we'll check out one of his albums for the album of the month coming up sooner or later. I but mean, I'd say he's the type of guy that's kind of like B-level. He's known in the hip-hop community, but outside of that, I don't expect you to know his name. I mean, he started off with the Coachella performance saying that this is a white people's stage. Y'all probably don't know me. <laughs> and, yeah. then start, okay. and then started his performance. So, in other words... Uh, <laughs> um. But then I think the thing I I commend him for, and I'm gonna drink to actually early drink to that to him was he was on an interview I forgot who it was was it with uh I forgot who he was interviewing with but he whoever it was she didn't sign up for this she was <laughs> not I think it was, I think I think it was with Vulture honestly I, I anyways he was basically goes off about R Kelly. Ooh. And call he says R. Kelly's a piece of shit. Ooh. Like he uh, never went to jail for fucking child for being a child molester. He's out here doing shit and walking around like no, like he owns the shit. He has a cult and all this. And, well. and he's like, I'm tired of. I'm so upset that how people haven't like really dragged him in the dirt where he's supposed to be. He should be in jail. 
And this whole time, like, the chick that's interviewing him is like <laughs> just lost. She don't know how to she don't know how to she has no idea what to say. Like she's, she's at her just like, she's like uh, follow up for that one. No, she yeah, literally the thing. She literally <laughs> says that. <laughs> she literally is like, Hey, we can't talk about that right now. He's like and he just kept going. I didn't find out one video of her asking about no, R. Kelly. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no. She she asked the question. His question was it was centered around the fact that Vince Young is or whatever Vince Staples is on probation. And she asked him about his probation and are some of the things that he's doing violating that. And then he said, I'm not going to jail because I'm actually a good good guy. Whereas all these other entertainers, they haven't gone to jail and they've done way worse things. So she like uh, indirectly he a, he asked has... the question, but wasn't expecting the answer that she got. He was like, he over here pees on people. He's a child molester. He can't read. He can't write. He can't. And he didn't go to jail. I'm a good person. And I was like, I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right, Vince. You're right. You're good, bro. That poor girl ain't never going to interview nobody else, though. That was her last. Nope. Or before she asked the question, she's going to go through every single scenario first. Where can this work? Right. <laughs> nope, not asking that. <laughs> we'll sit, sit. She's gonna be sitting in the mirror, just role playing every scene, every possible scene. Now, what, what could they say here? Who would they bring up? Be ready. Be ready, girl. She gonna come interview. So your name is Vince Staples. Okay, we're done here. All right, I'm back. <laughs> back to you, Chuck. And it was actually uh, what's her name from Everyday Struggle. Uh, what's her name? Nadeska Sly? I can't yeah, I think that is it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Slide, you had to go through all that, but... You gotta stay woke out here. Alright. Hey, who else did you guys uh, watch at the at the festival before we get to her? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw a little bit of Cardi. I didn't catch the whole thing, yeah. but uh, I saw she I saw she was doing her thing before when I saw. Man, I... She was doing her thing, and I'm actually, like, disappointed in, which I'm not surprised, because there's always someone going to say some shit to you so that's negative, but there was a lot of backlash for her for performing, one, as a pregnant woman, and two, like, twerking or being high energetic. That she, mainly it was because she twerked, and I'm like, some people were saying, like, comments such as, you're, it's not sexy. You need to just stand until what? you're done. Be, until you're done being pregnant, you should just stand there. And that was from a female that said that, which I was also like, "What?" Uh, uh, she's like, "Sorry, Cardi B, but no one wants to see a pregnant woman turking. Stop it, just no." I'm like, "Y'all were just on her dick like a day ago. <laughs> Y'all were hyping her up when she came from being a stripper to where she's at now." Like, y'all are promoting all this, like, you know, strippers go through all this and this, but they have a chance to make it in the big, you know, people need to look at them. They have uh, all this talent that can be used and, like, just hyping her up. But as soon as it's, like, because you're pregnant, you can't, you have to act a certain way. And this goes back into, like, the whole norm of what women should be and can't do and will do and all this stuff. Like, let the woman be, like... Half of y'all pregnant women out there can't be out there. Y'all can't go up the stairs without breathing hard now. I'm just saying. Don't come at me. But she's out here on the stage twerking, entertaining people, being her. From She's never changed. She's kept it 100 from the day she left 
the strip club, the entertainment business, and to where she's at right now, like, she hasn't changed. And now you guys want to, like, act like she's acting different. This is Cardi. She just has a, she's just pregnant. Just let her be an entertainer. And that's what she was doing. And she I killed mean, it. Like, I would, it <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I feel like what it shows is, like, the fact that women are, have, like, some type of super strength. Like, I feel like they are stronger than the Avengers when they all come together. Like, hey, shout out to Avengers Infinity War coming out next weekend. I'm, I haven't bought tickets, so I don't know if I'm going to see it. But uh, <laughs> they have some type of superpower. Like, the fact that she is carrying a whole nother human inside of her, and she's still got space and opportunity to twerk. <laughs> like, right? whoa, that's a superpower, in my opinion. <laughs> like... I expect them to build, like, a comic book series around that. And it's so crazy to me that people um, feel the need to, like, criticize someone that they don't know. Like, you could simply say, like, oh, man, I couldn't do that if I were in her shoes. Or maybe you would even say I wouldn't do that if I were in her shoes. Or just don't say anything anything at or, all. Like, if you don't have read, anything positive to say, just shut one. up. <laughs> like, That's going to be a 180-page book of mine. Just don't say feel, nothing. And it's all going to be like, blank pages. Just be yeah. quiet. <laughs> just reminders. Shut up. Hey, like, don't say nothing. <laughs> I think for me, what I was more dis- I think what I was more disappointed is like I wouldn't be surprised if from the one the comments that came from males because that's not surprising. But I was more surprised of the, like the more negative, hurtful comments that I read that were coming from women. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> you should be like, if anything, you have you should one possibly have no, like calling her trashy because she's pregnant and dancing and doing what she does when she's not pregnant because she twerk her, her king gonna come out twerking you don't know that like, like what like i don't get it like, i think we know it's not gonna happen we know it's not gonna happen exactly i mean like i mean she can, <laughs> she can hey you don't know she can make her kid twerk you never know with cardi but like i'm just saying like you just 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 shut up man let the girl be do her thing she just came out with an amazing weekend and now she's having another powerful weekend let her be great and you know the sad part? Like, we talked about that last week. That all Cardi B is doing... First of all, they missed the part where she is on the Coachella stage. She's not going to go up there... What did you, what did they want her to do? Like, go up there on a wheelchair and sit there and rap Bodak Yellow? Like, <laughs> who are you expecting? She's an entertainer. And, I mean, I want to make this leap. Uh... Would they have the same complaint if it was Beyonce? Like, no, someone if it were said, someone that they appreciated. Someone said that respected. they tried to compare her to Beyonce, and they said Beyonce was pregnant and decided to take a break off Coachella and come back the next year. Why couldn't she have done the same thing? It wasn't the same circumstance. Beyonce was pregnant with twins. Further along, that, and it don't matter. You're it right. doesn't matter, exactly. Even if he was just pregnant with triplets, if she wanted to be out there entertaining and twerking, that's what she wants to do. You're right. And just so those people know who always want to criticize Cardi for being herself and doing her job, Beyonce did the same thing. Beyonce was pregnant with Blue Ivy back in whenever and did a whole album campaign, traveled the whole world. We didn't know she was pregnant, but she did. Yeah, I saw the documentary Mm. about it. No one complained about that. Like, this is these people's job. They have to go out there, 
and do this for their fans and, and for these contracts that they signed and things of that sort. If you don't support it, you really don't have to watch it. Like, my YouTube was cut <coughs> off most of the day. I cut on the YouTube when I wanted to watch it. And then when I didn't want to watch it, I said, I don't know this person. I'm going to go ahead and turn on the TV now. That, that was a, it was an easy decision for me. I don't know about you guys, like, but it was easy for me. Uh, <laughs> all I, I got to say about. is, we always hear this, they keep, keep it 100, keep the same energy, blah, blah, blah. Because if you are hyping up all these famous pregnant women doing their thing and their business and their profession, keep it the same way. Don't switch yeah. it up because it's Cardi and you know where she's come from and what she does. And now all of a sudden you want to call her trash. <clears throat> you think she cares? Obviously she doesn't because of the way she, what she does, she'll do whatever the hell she wants. You know? She <laughs> so, back up there next weekend. She, I hope she, she twerk harder. Like next weekend, just for y'all haters. <laughs> she's the same woman who says, suck my dick and said, I know I don't have a dick, but I got a pink dildo so you can suck that. You think she cares if you call her trashy? Oh, wow. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a lyric? <laughs> well, uh... all, right. all right, let's all right, move so on. We, we go ahead and talk about the main event of Look, Coachella. I feel, I feel bad for Evan. Evan's like, what the hell did I sign up for? No, no, I'm still quiet. <laughs> he knows. Evan, I'm in the back. I'm in the back. You know, us, you know what you're getting. So I know for a fact you guys didn't uh, talk about Drake yet. So all this other stuff is just kind of you know passing okay. time. But uh, all right. Oh, he'll be very vocal then, I guess. Hey, what you eating? Right. <laughs> so you Before can... we get to that, though, we got to talk about the woman of the weekend. <sighs> Who? B. Cella. Was that? What was it? Bay Cella? How did you pronounce it? I just Damn. never heard anyone actually I feel say like it. Right. You, you already you just messed up. Like, you already. It could be Bay B. That's a guess. Guess that's it. I'm is the Y like si- silent? Is the Y silent? B. Bay. Bechella, Bechella, Bechella. It could be French. What? Is it Bella? Is it Bella? Are we going Spanish? Is Bella? Bella? I still don't have that Wakanda thing. I'm working on it though. I practice twice a day. Uh huh. So did y'all? First of all, did y'all watch it? Did I get a chance to catch it? So I, I watched a bunch of highlights of it because I don't think I didn't stay up for it. Props to you, Ron, but I don't feel like you had a choice really. But props to you. Well, look, here's how watched we are. We actually took a nap before we ended up watching. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is honestly a good thing we did. It is, I bet. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, okay, she gonna come on at like one, one fifteen. I'll probably be back in bed by two. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have made it if I tried to stay up. Man, let me tell you, uh, who is this? What's his name? Post Malone. He did not yeah. make one black fan that night. <laughs> Everybody hated him. They was like, if you could end your set now, we would all be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did no he go on before or after? Right before. before. Like right before. Ah, uh, damn, that sucks. Actually, anyone who was going on after or before. You might as well have canceled your shit. <laughs> like, the only person that probably would have made it, and they still would have, like, been looking at their watch, was, like, Barack going up there. <laughs> they would have like, okay, okay, God bless America, let's go. <laughs> it's 114. <laughs> hey, look, uh, I actually stayed up for it, and I did it by myself. Well, no, I didn't. I had Ron and Tori text me. 
uh, when I should turn on the TV or turn on the YouTube stream. And look, I was happy I did it. It was we were gonna get into it, but it was a good show. Evan, did you watch it? So I'm not gonna lie, I saw probably about a minute and a half worth of clips. Especially after uh, everybody had posted <laughs> everything in the group chat, etc. <laughs> so, so real talk, I know I'm going to get hung out. The fast four months I did you watch. It was two hours before me. I am not a Beyonce fan. I completely have the utmost respect for her, for what she does, what she represents, who she is to people. So don't get that twisted. Don't doubt that at all. But as far as her music is concerned, is just not for me. So personally, I was not interested in seeing the Coachella performance. I'm sure I'll get around to it at some point. It's okay. But I'll leave that to you guys and Tori. Did y'all hear that? I don't know him. That was our know? podcast. It just ended. I too. <laughs> Did they just kick our shit off? Like, what? opinion, right? That's right, Evan. That's right, brother. That's right. But yeah. We'll let you be great. Complete respect. Now we're going to mute. Well, we reserve the right to hate to hate on your opinion. <laughs> I'm cool with that. As always. I'm cool with that. You know this. I'm always playing for the so. Hey, just to even it out, since I'm usually the guy who they say hates on Beyonce... I thought it was a phenomenal show. It was well who put paid, together. Who paid you? Who paid you, Brian? Hey, I stayed. I was a little delirious <laughs> at the end, but I, it was well put together, well rehearsed, which you, you don't expect anything less. Um, I love the fact that it was so black. I love the fact that she uh, used her, which this is something that's been my issue with Beyonce for years. And a lot of people's issue is like use your position, your status for good or for better, not just for good, but for better, like to lift up other people. And the fact that she took that opportunity to lift up um, HBCUs and and black sorority and fraternities and uh, just black people like that felt really good. And I and and I am not saying that she hasn't been doing that. I'm just saying because I feel like Tori over there listening right now, and I don't even know how, because we ain't put it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that it felt good that she has continued to progress in this area, and that it looked really, really good and made me personally and a lot of other people, based on the reviews, really proud to look at their, uh, wherever they were watching it. Uh, so I thought that was cool. <clears throat> Yeah, I gotta agree with all that. I feel like it was a show definitely worth staying up for. Once I, once it was all said and done, like I didn't regret it at all. So shout out to her for all of that. And I'm gonna take a quick, like, give me a quick thirty seconds, y'all, because I gotta say to anyone out there who is disrespecting Jay Z for his moment on that stage. <laughs> first of all, first of all, this ain't about him. This ain't about him today, bro. Look, so we ain't gonna give, give you me that. A, just give, nah. give me about quick ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason, he came out here to support his wife, be a part of a performance, be a part of history, really. And all y'all doing is hating. All right, unnecessary. Hey, somebody put on Twitter. Sleep. Somebody put on Twitter that uh, the whole country requested half of their money back. <laughs> so you're telling me that I gotta watch this content now so I can see Jay Z slipping. 
thought Jacob's, that was in the middle, minute and a half that you looked at. He was only up there about 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you might have blinked and missed him. Oh, man. They were, they were going in on your boy. They were definitely going in on your boy. People say he, he looked a little like a... slow out there, bro. I ain't going to lie. Like... Okay, look. He's like 50. It was like 1 in the morning. Like, yeah. give him a little break. He <laughs> didn't sign up this. They probably bothering him. All right. <laughs> Daddy, you ain't got it no more. You ain't got it. <laughs> Let me go out there. I know it better than you. <laughs> he was just tired and grumpy. He didn't even want to be there at that point. And he just after hearing his wife talk shit about him for the last half an hour. And now you got to go out here and be on the stage with her. You know what? Right back into it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, that nigga go. Let's go. <laughs> back, back into it. Uh, I thought it was she... a really good performance, though. What was your favorite I don't part? Know. I, I thought the best performance for me was... Now, nah, the way I'm going to describe it, because I can't... I don't know what the song was, but she was in them, like... Um, Daisy Duke shorts. Yeah, God's real. And and uh, she was like, it was like a minute where the band was just, like the song was just freestyle and they were dancing for a good like two minutes. I don't know what it was, but she was killing it. Like dance moves, everything was on point. The band was on point, but the whole thing was on point. So like, that's why I'm just lost in how to explain that situation. Do y'all know what I'm I, talking about? I feel like I know what you're yeah. talking about. I forget. It the was song just. Too. It was no singing. It was no singing. She just straight up. It was dancing. Yeah, that band, like... Yeah, you didn't you didn't get me. That's why I know you ain't get me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't get you. I yeah, nah, all right. Yeah, but that band, though. But that band... I know exactly what you're talking about, because everybody keeps posting that. I don't hear what you, Conrad. We here. We see each other, all right. all right? Okay, okay. But that band was... That band, which I think they're called, like, the the great 100 and i apologize for everybody who knows who they are and i know i should i didn't go to hbcu i wanted to uh, but i think they're called like the great 100 or magnificent 100 which is like the best from every hbcu in the country um and i think they are, are like all former members of hbcu bands um they were phenomenal and i i, I enjoyed like just going on instagram after because i couldn't sleep uh, <laughs> I enjoy like going to in on the explore page and just seeing like everybody pop up like oh shit I got to perform with Beyonce I got to do this oh man I can talk about it now because you know Beyonce and Jay Z they don't play about uh, keeping stuff secret so right <laughs> them people like, I could <laughs> tell my family I could tell nobody but I'm here. <laughs> mom just stay up and watch it right. i can't tell you why but just watch it mom i am alive i promise okay <laughs> like look at the hour hey i enjoy yeah. when she did the whole uh lift every voice and sing the black national anthem i thought that was dope when she mixed that with uh freedom i think it's called with uh kendrick yeah i thought that was dope i thought it was bold like because, you see, you think about it, majority of that audience was some white kids, some white, fortunate, rich, white kids. I said white twice because I meant extra white. And they ain't never probably heard of Lift Every Voice and Sing, and they definitely ain't never heard Beyonce sing it. So, like, and the fact that they had to sit there and listen to it, I guess they didn't have to, but you kind of had to because 
if you ever been to a festival, you ain't it ain't easy to get in or get out. So right. <laughs> once you're in your spot, you there. I thought that was that was like very very courageous and uh, really dope that she decided to put that in there. And she did swag surf. What is it? Swag surfing. Oh yeah, that was dope. That was hype. She hit every point actually. <laughs> hey, just to shout out a few of the uh, uh, historic records i guess she broke this weekend she was the first black woman to ever headline coachella i don't know how long coachella been around but the fact that she's the first like that she said it like that's that's something well she said something different but i ain't gonna repeat that because i'm trying to get saved uh uh the fact that destiny's child (laughs) came out and performed with her they became the first ever girl group to perform at coachella yeah so Am I wrong for when Destiny Child yeah, came out? I was paying wrong. so. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going and you wrong. <laughs> I was paying. I was paying more attention to Auntie Michelle to see if she was gonna fuck up some type of way. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, someone caught her and she did mess up. <laughs> Damn. Man, I ain't never been so nervous watching something on TV. I was like, what's one foot in front of the other? Hold on. Oh, <laughs> man. Y'all the reason this girl can't live. Y'all won't let man, her live. We love you, Michelle. Though. We love you. <laughs> and she uh, also had the highest ever streamed pub. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like this is made up. But <laughs> I keep hearing people say it. The highest ever streamed public performance of all time uh this weekend so so i got to be it was good that's what's up all right y'all are really making me feel guilty for not seeing this thing and it was should. pretty damn good and you should better delayed than never it's a little too late there you actually, go. Actually, actually, it's not late at all because it's gonna be for the rest of 2017. You're gonna be seeing her in your timeline or 2018. <laughs> what so. year is it? What year is it coming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, I, and, I corrected myself. And the way Coachella works, you could just watch it next weekend. Even though I'm sure Beyonce being Beyonce, gonna change it all up or do something different. But you got time to watch the whole thing over next weekend. But. I, you can participate in this one, Evan, because I got a question for you guys. When I finally woke up on Sunday, you know, because, hell, I couldn't go to sleep today on near 5 a.m., and I woke <laughs> up and I saw Michael Jackson trending. Oh. And I was like, well, what is today? It's not his birthday, because that's, that's in August, and it's not like the worst day ever when he passed away, which is in uh, uh, July. So what what happened today? Like, did he break a record today? Because he, you know, my faves, we break records every day. You know what I'm saying? All right, oh, um, really? All right. Hey, we do, we do, we do. Get, get him. Okay, that's Damn. coming up later, Ashley. She does. Yes, yeah, she does. All right, and we'll get to that. See, this this will be Evan's last time, y'all. Uh, but, <laughs> But when I got up and wiped the crust out of my eyes and, like, adjusted my vision to see why these people were talking about the greatest entertainer of all time, and I saw that they were comparing Beyonce to the person that she calls her inspiration, 
and actually were arguing with each other over it. I'm like, why is this happening? Like, so my question to you guys is, why is this happening? That's my question. Well, you got to remember. Why, why did that happen? You got to remember first and foremost that this is a generational difference. I mean, at our ages, I mean, we were on the, I'd probably say the tail end of Michael Jackson and what he did. Maybe you were a little bit before that, but the rest of us, we were about the tail end. So you got to think about the fact that you got these young kids, you know, 18, 20, 22, who all they've known growing up is Beyonce, and they've known of Michael Jackson, right? So it's kind of hard to compare. It's like LeBron James to Jordan, right? Unless you were there right in their prime as they were blowing up, as they were getting big, or even when they were at their peak, if you weren't right there, then, I mean, you really have nothing to go off other than, you know, past references or what other people have told you about how big of a star they were, right? So, it's just, I feel like it's just a generational thing. I could be wrong, but... But did your, did your generation grow up with, um, uh, what is it called, Google? And, like, uh, it's another thing that they came up with, uh, YouTube? Yeah. And then even if you want to go old school, like, encyclopedias, Guinness Book of World Records, like... It's a few things we could go to, but that's not my point. Is why did that happen? Why did they have to pit Beyonce versus Michael Jackson? Like why? Because my point. Big, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say why not? Yeah, that's where I was going. Because look, we're in. I'm not surprised. I don't. I would ask why are you surprised, B-Shock, but I know your feelings towards your boy. But it is the entertainment business. It is the sports business. It is the corporate world business. Whatever it is, when you get to the top, there's always someone you got. They're going to compare you to. There's always, and we talked about this last episode. I don't know what it is with human nature. We always have to compare each other to someone or someone to somebody. Beyonce had probably one of the greatest performances, well, one ever at Coachella as a headliner. <laughs> And so people are like, dog, who was like the last person to have this such an impact on a performance? And they're going to go to the greatest, Michael. And before Michael was the greatest, there was someone before him that was even greater. And people were probably saying the same thing. Is this the next Michael Michael Jackson? You know, this is the, we see it in sport. LeBron became, or like even Ben Simmons right now. I'm, I'm going a little off tangent, but I'm trying to make a comparison. Like they're saying he's the next <clears throat> Magic Johnson and people are asking why are you comparing him because we always compare the past greatest to the next greatest <clears throat> and at some point whether you like it or not whether it is a generation gap or there isn't a generation gap there's somebody that's going to be greater than Michael in some aspect because it's just how I feel like generations and generations been to grow and the reason I think that is because um, at some point <clears throat> our great great grandkids are you know, as much as I, I would love and want for MJ's legacy to live on forever, some kids aren't just not going to, people are going to know who he is. He's going to disappear. Damn, this sounds really harsh, B-Shock. I'm very sorry I'm saying this. Oh, you're wrong. But yeah. I, <laughs> I know. I'm a, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm just saying that there's going to be a point where we always going to have to, we're always going to compare greatest to previous greatest. It's just how it is. So no matter how, we, huh? 
can I ask you something? And can I ask all of you something? Because I've thought about this a lot. And yeah, Sunday I was like heated over it. But then the more I think about it, one question came to mind. Like, is this just something that black people do? Because I don't see this in the white community. And I'll tell you a few examples. You guys heard of this Yodel boy? Or the Yodel, what do you call it? The little boy who the Walmart kid. Yeah, I got you. His favorite artist is Hank Williams. I, I don't know nothing about Hank Williams. I don't even know if he's still with us. <laughs> but I know Hank Williams is an artist from a long time ago. And I also know that I saw in other places when people were talking about like their favorite entertainers, I heard names like Garth Brooks. I heard names like Madonna. I heard names like George Strait and Reba McIntyre. And I know that's like mostly from one genre, Elvis Presley, mostly from one genre, but it kind of like caught me that it feels like with our people, we always feel the need to replace, whereas on the other side, they just join in or or they're proud to kind of follow after whoever that person is. So do you guys think this is just our thing or is this universal? Yes and yeah. Yes, I'll say yes and no. <clears throat> and the reason I say well, the reason I say yes is because really the only time you hear about any comparisons, we even talked about it with Ron. We was talking about hip hop and the greatest is the like the young generation, old generation, and mixing it up a little bit. Um, so I do think it is about the black culture because we also talked about how all of a sudden Black Panther is making history, and they're like, all right, chill out, like. We, we're done talking about Black Panther. Um, and then we also talked about it last week when Meech was talking about in black cult, in uh, <laughs> like black communities, we're always waiting for something to trend before we accept it and something like that. But I also think that we are motivated by the people above us who have led, who have paved this um, path to greatness, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's, one, anything wrong to say, okay, let's say Beyonce has said Michaels has been her inspiration. But that doesn't mean she has doesn't want to be greater than him, right? That could be so her I, yeah. Huh? That can definitely <laughs> be her goal. Yeah. Yeah, it and be. so, it should, so it should be her goal. So what I'm saying is, I guess in reverse, we can, you can, you can answer this question after everyone else answers, but in reverse. So what if Beyonce does surpass MJ? Would you accept that, or would you still say no? She's. We should still keep them side by side. We should still keep them together. But if she's wiped the floor with all his his accomplishments, granted a different time of era and everything, but at the end of the day, if we're just looking at musicians and performers and what they've done and their accolades, and she does all that and some, then what? Do we not put her at the top in front of him? What do you guys think? I think that it really comes to a point where people reach a status that you just can't say that someone's better than the other. Like, they just become one of the greats. And that's where MJ is, and that's where Beyonce... I mean, uh, it's, she's pretty much at that point. I mean, for the sake of the fact that she still has more to do, I'll say that she's getting there. But if she stopped doing stuff today, she's already at that point to me. <clears throat> I feel like that's what we want to happen, but I don't think that's what is going to happen. Well, I'm done having those conversations. You, ain't want, you won't catch me arguing about who's greater. Same. Cause... And like, not only am I done having those conversations, but I've come up with like, like 
something I want to do a better job at. Because I know, like, on this podcast especially, I've, I've put down, like, newer performers and say, like, do your homework versus old performers. And I just started to, like, list down, like, all the people who are considered the greatest of all time. And you name Michael Jackson, but you also have to name James Brown, and you also have to name Tina Turner, and you also have to name Josephine Baker, and and artists like that. And the fact that I think Beyonce is there. I think. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You also have to name Janet Jackson. I forgot one. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you think of Beyonce, and look, she is there. She is one of the greatest performers of our time of all time but i don't think i think the thing that hurt me when i was looking at that trending topic on sunday is the fact one by you doing that by you pitting these two first of all black people together but these two icons versus each other you kind of have to take away from her performance and you take away from his legacy michael been gone for nine years and it's like you why can't we just sit there and enjoy the greatness that she put out there on Saturday slash Sunday night and also enjoy the greatness that is Michael Jackson and also enjoy the fact that, hey, all these people got one thing in common. They all black. How cool is it that the greatest of all time, sports, entertainment, literature, movies, they all share one thing in common. They're all black. That's so dope to me. So what I want to put out there is we don't have to do this anymore. We don't ever have to have this conversation anymore. We don't got to let that trend. The fact that we continue to be like the standard for excellence is should be so cool and so dope for us to like hold our heads high and be proud in the fact that we come from that. You can do what Beyonce does. You can do what Michael did. You can do what Denzel does. You can do what Toni Morrison does. You can do what Langston Hughes did. You can do this stuff because it is in our blood. We are we are that great. So I wish we would like do a better job of like pushing us all forward and saying, "Damn, like this rain just won't let up." Instead of like trying to like pit one of us against one another. So, so uh, yeah, that's well said. I just want to. I just want to ask one more question. Be shot. Was that hand clap for Evan? Yeah. All right. Um. So, be shot. <clears throat> Does that mean you're squashing the beef between greatest athlete between Serena and LeBron? Oh, see, Serena the greatest athlete of all time. Period. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so all that noise is canceled. Oh, <laughs> white, 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 Evan onto the podcast because he's really our resident Drake expert. Which before we even get started, I gotta say I gotta give you props. Like I put it on the record, you were one of the first people ever to say that this guy was gonna be big. Like Hubbard Hall, two thousand nine, you was saying that this dude was next, and you was right. I right? can't lie about that. So shout out to you for that one. You can never call Evan a bandwagoner. Like he's always 
always been Team Drake. From the jump, from Degrassi, really. That's the, that's the amazing thing. Like, guys, I'm not going to toot my own horn here, but I have an ear, okay? I called Ja Rule. Oh, I called okay. Nelly. I called okay. Destiny's well, Child. First of all, you can't call man, that's Nelly. Not, that's, when, well, look, he was already national superstar. Hey, man, we built you up right there, okay. and you just tore yourself down. Well, but sorry to say this, Evan, but the name, the people you said, where they at now? Listen, it's not about where they at. <laughs> where they it's at? about where they were. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right, so first thing we talk about, what y'all think about his output so far this year? He's probably a few songs. Uh, he started with the Scary Hours. We got God's Plan, and what was the other one? I don't even remember that the one, really. One? No, the one that came out earlier with God's Plan, the one that didn't turn into a single. Uh, it was two it. songs on Scary Hours. So I forgot what the other one was, but then after that, he here's Come on, Evan. I can't Help even think out. of the name of that okay. other one, to tell you the oh, truth. Yeah. But I've been rocking with. Yeah, it was kind of it was yeah. kind of a flop. The streets ain't only mess with that one. For what you guys should know, <laughs> listen. I woke up in the morning, and I looked on my I looked on my phone, and I'm like, oh. It was Diplomat, by I the was way. Like, oh, Diplomatic Community. Drake, Drake dropped yeah. a new a, a new song, and I'm like, oh man, God's plan. What is this? Heard the song, and I was like, oh, this is not too bad, right? And then I saw the video, and I was like, this is the perfect setup for what he's about to do. He is about to drop bombs on people, and I know he's coming. Okay. <laughs> and then he came out with Nice uh-huh. for What? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so you were a fan of yeah. the video? <laughs> I was a huge fan of the video. Drake is here. He's killing the game. <laughs> Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but to be on a serious note, though, okay, I, I was pretty much astounded by the video and the fact that I just thought it was something that was very creative, you know, from knowing the background and saying, okay, he got a, a million-dollar budget to shoot a video, right? And the fact that he decided that he was going to film himself giving away the money as well as to give the job to a new producer to actually produce the video for him. I just thought it was just absolutely phenomenal. So, like, kudos to his team, whoever decided to come up with that. But, I mean, that's the type of, like, positivity that we actually need in this world with all this kind of just, you know, negative, just everything going around. You know, it's kind of nice to see, you know, people accepting that challenge and kind of going off on Instagram and doing it for themselves, you know, giving away money or whatever they can, you know. It's kind of sparking a movement for the most part. So that's why I consider it to be, you know, such a great, artist for our generation at least hey man what y'all do if drake just showed up and handed you some money so a stat i would start with i'll be like <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna ask if this is punk first i'm like for real i'll run it mm-hmm. before that <laughs> <laughs> well, you put it in my hand it's mine <laughs> hey drake thank you uh, i'll be back <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so then, yeah, <laughs> I just got to say that when he dropped those two songs, I felt like I was getting excited for Drake again because when he dropped like More Life and all that stuff last year, I kind of like, all right, man, I'm get, you know, this stuff was all right, but I feel like there was nothing on there that made me feel like it was a great mm-hmm. Drake project. But I just feel like just off the strength of the songs that we're already getting with the God's Plan and then now Nice for What that this album that's coming up, I'm, I'm already super excited for it. And I think he just announced the name yeah, of it. It's called Scorpion, I, I believe. believe. Yeah, yep. there you go. Why is it Scorpion? Is is that like a nod to Scorpio? 
I don't know. Did you ask him? This. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) this is. Now look, I'm gonna put on my conspiracy theory hat here, and I swear that I feel like the goal here is that you have to have some type of emoji that people can relate to your project in order for it to like gain traction on the social media. That's smart. And I feel like that's why he chose Scorpion, because there's a Scorpion emoji, and you can just automatically use that, and boom, easy publicity. Okay, that's smart. It's clever. Well, but I ain't got no proof of that. So I, I didn't. I, I have not watched the video yet. Um. Been watching. Well, I watched the God's Plan video, but I haven't watched the Nice for What video. I don't know why either. I just haven't. I haven't even heard the whole song. Although, mm. to be honest with you, I know it. It samples uh, the Queen, Lauren Hill. Uh, but I am actually really excited. I, for once, like once in a long, long time, here come Evan. But um, I'm really excited for like this Drake error era. If you error, <laughs> that's a bad one. The error, if you can call it that, like I feel like Drake never really goes away, but this feels like really exciting that this all feels kind of cohesive and that he's trying to do something with this uh, this new body of work. I'd be really interested to like hear his interviews for this um, go around to see like what was the thought process, what went behind this, why did he take this path uh to release this music um because it all kind of seems like uplifting um so i'd be i'd be interested to hear what what is it about so evan and all who watched the nice for what what was the like the main message like i mean like i've heard a lot of different um interpretations of what the song was about like empowering women and like you know we are <clears throat> women are you know told to be nice and you know give in and you know basically take the bullshit from a lot of guys but is that what he was going for like what was the real message out of it because i was still because some of the lyrics i felt like i was listening and it didn't make sense mm-hmm. to me from the song but then some and then it made sense so i wasn't sure what the main I feel like the Message I feel was. like the lyrics don't necessarily match the me- the message for the most part, but I think the video kind of paints it a little bit more, in the sense of saying you know it's okay to be an an independent woman, kind of like a free thinker. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have to basically bow down to the man or anything like that. You don't have to be technically nice for what to these guys, right? It's basically saying women, it's your world. We just live in it. Mm, basically we 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 exist but you guys are pretty much like what should be featured you know men get so many props especially with 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 rap and music etc but it's very like few points where like women are just like appreciated for what they are and just saying kind of like you know let yourself shine let yourself be beautiful you know kind of like this cardia b b approach but in like a more how would i put it less aggressive kind of con- container for the most part right so i mean you guys would just have to see the video and kind of dissect the lyrics for yourself but that's kind of what i took from it but he's one of those artists honestly who i just feel like he doesn't necessarily need to reinvent himself very much but i feel like he just plays around with a lot of things and because of like his vocal ability and kind of range even if he's got writers etc or whatever it just kind of works for him but that's real that's 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 a 
good representation of what I think. I wasn't sure. Ron, did you tweet something about his lyrics? I was tweeting some more so about him in general because I feel like it's weird to me that Drake is kind of have like an image amongst the culture of being like so much for being like a prophet for black women and like being so much a supporter of which don't get me wrong he does definitely have love for black women but he also has a lot of misogyny in his music and it's like the people seem to conveniently forget about that when he does drop one good song that has a little more bit of a positive message which I mean don't I'm not mad at him for doing something positive but it's like don't forget that there's also this other side of him as well. Don't build him up to be something he's not. You got to take the good with the bad. I, I forgot. I sort of Someone like, said something like that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nah, be shot. Go ahead. Well, I just sort of feel like with Drake, people, people almost don't believe the bad. It's like, oh, that's yeah. just Drake being... He's just trying to fit in almost. And honestly, <clears throat> from my perspective, it does feel that way. I'm like, no, that's not Drake. Drake is the guy over here who's Marvin's room Drake being emotional. He doesn't think all that other stuff or like, or he's about to really go fight somebody. Or I think one time he said he was going to strap up or something like, no, he's not going to shoot you. He doesn't think that. But (laughs) I, I, in those moments, I'm like, Drake, come on. Like you're just having, you're playing dress up a little bit. I feel like the real Drake is the emotional Drake, the sensitive Drake. And I think that's why women gravitate to him so much because that feels like his true his true self. And whenever he is on, he's like has that um, macho. We should give that Drake a name like um, Draco. Like, hey, what up, man? Uh, like whenever he's that Drake. <laughs> whenever Girl, he's what? that Drake. <laughs> hey, what up, man? Hey, it's me. Drake. <laughs> Whenever he does that, it's like, oh, look at Drake trying to fit in with the big boys. So, <laughs> I think that's why he gets forgiven so much. But also, I think he, he plays it well. He knows when to switch it up, I started to feel like. Because I feel like earlier in his, um, the beginning of his career and what he was rapping about or singing or whatever you want to call he's doing. But he... I feel like he was more about how he was so upset that women weren't being, he was a nice guy and like he wasn't getting the girls he wanted being nice and he wished, you know, girls would accept him and do all this stuff. And now he's telling the same women I feel like he'd want to be with, like, you know what? You don't have to talk to me, Drake, if you don't want to, but really deep down, I know you really want to. And I'm just like, where I can see he's playing both sides of, He's using his, like, he's smart enough to know that now that he has a lot of women backing him up because he's Mr. Suave and, like you said, Marvin Gaye, but he can switch yeah, it up. Yo, Conrad. What's up? I think I think the word you're looking for is a traitor is what he is. Ooh, he, he he was a nice guy and he didn't get the play, but now that he's mm. all rich and famous, he can get the women. He's like, no, don't be nice to the nice guys. Mm. He's a traitor. He's forgetting where he came from. Mm. Listen, he's just a great actor, all right. Evan, you real quiet. You real, you really quiet, hey, Evan. He's a great actor, all right. He was wheelchair Jimmy. No, he not. You That's know what? what? Got... Never mind. But what? I'm saying that, that if you if you look at it, for instance, him and like Nicki Minaj for the most part, they have the exact same kind of background, right? As far as like acting, theater work, um, that type of kind of a upbringing. So I think once you bring that into to your like artistry into your rap, I mean you can kind of like adapt and change yourself into kind of whatever you want and because he kind of has that that acting background it works for him if that makes any sense 
Uh, it works for them both, actually. It's real. It's yeah, like you never I get would, a real sense of who I they don't are. Think, it's just like you have an idea of who they are, and I think that's what sells. And if you I look at think, the biggest artists of all times, well, no, 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 no. I don't want to say that. If you look at Michael Jackson, that's my biggest example. It was the same strategy. You look at like Motown and how they built their artists. You never knew who the people were. They just put out there what they wanted you to know. And you bought it because you're like, I want to know more. And that the selling point was, oh, I'm going to tell you a little bit more. But it never was the truth. So I think that I think that's a point a lot of people miss with Drake. Is that the boy started off as an actor. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty good. If you watch the grass, he was pretty good. Wait, you, he was you really, you're, you're really saying that his acting career in Degrassi is what is pivotal to his turning point of a artist in music no i'm not i'm just because... saying he's a talented actor and the fact that he is a talented actor i don't believe that he is some of the stuff that he puts out there i mean think of all the characters drake has put out there over the years we know half of them are false because we know he grew up he didn't grow up poor. We know he didn't grow up like in a in a in a. Well, I'm saying based off of what we've learned about him, we know it wasn't a rough neighborhood. We know he didn't have to like fight for much and things of that sort. And we know like he was on he was a big he was a really big TV star in Canada. Mm-hmm. So like the stuff he puts out there in his music is like, well, when did you have time to do that? <laughs> when, <laughs> when did you do all this stuff? That's where I come from with Drake. All right, so a question that's been floating around on social media really over the past couple months, I keep seeing it come and go, is who who had a bigger run? And it's 50 Cent or Drake? And I feel like it's a little bit of an unfair comparison considering Drake is still kind of within his run. But just let's say right now, what Drake Drake has done and what 50 Cent did, because his prime has passed. Would y'all say had the better run? All right, I'll take Ron. Just for can you just to be clear though, are you just saying music or overall? I'm leaving it to you to, to, to interpret it how you want. Who was Let bigger? Let me take this one first because I got an idea that you guys probably won't go for it. To say, but I think Fifty had a bigger run. Ooh, whoa! L- listen to this. Listen to this. Musically, repeat that. <laughs> just you hear where I'm going from. He had a bigger run, but it was different type of a run, right? So remember, he came out. And had a huge major hit. Basically had everybody sold that this dude got shot nine times or whatever, right? And his first, I think, two, three albums just sold out of the roof. But at the same time, he also put other people on. Lloyd Banks, uh, Tony Yayo, some other dude. Can you remember? Young Buck, right? And they had the whole G-Unit album. They had two pretty high-selling selling, uh, albums, right? So I look at them like... Uh, like a, a Murder, Inc. or Rough Riders. They made like a whole label out of what they did. And they basically took over everything. Remember how everybody had G-Unit shoes at one point? It was between an S-Doc Man, Carter. Man, G-Unit everything. Like, everything. G-Unit shoes. <laughs> Ron, Ron, you say you had the white beater. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had the G-Unit tank top. <laughs> right? I, yeah, y'all know me. I had the white beaters. I had those up until probably my junior year of college, so I ain't gonna lie, but... I was styling on you with the muscles and all that good stuff. But that's beside the point, though. But the point is the fact that we're we're asking who made, like, a bigger movement. 
I guess is the question Ron's getting at. And I think if you really look at it in terms of like shifting a culture, I feel like 50 Cent did that more than Drake did. But Drake, if you think about it, he's got the most consecutive weeks on Billboard 100, like shattering the record. Like, no, he doesn't. Sorry. He doesn't? Who does? He's approaching the record. Mariah Carey has the record, but he's approaching the record. No, he's got the record. He's had. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Eight, I'm sorry eight years on the Billboard 100 straight? Oh, you're saying the record of most entries into the Billboard 100. I thought you were talking about that number no, one. No, no, of having. Of no, he's talking about the no, album being on the record longest. On the okay. Billboard 100, he's had the longest streak I of active you. records. Well, damn, he releases a song every two weeks. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, okay, okay. So, hater. hater. I mean, nothing was the same as been on the charts since it came out. And that was in what, 2013? So. so he went from all the way from 20. No, 20, 2009, I think, to 2017, I think it was. Yeah. So it's pretty long. I run. think we have to state, though, that Billboard. To Drake's advantage and Nicki Minaj's advantage and all these new artists' advantage, have changed the rules for how a song and album and all that stuff charts. And I think, but to your argument though, is because of Drake and Nicki Minaj and people like that that they had to update their rules because they made streaming such a big, uh, a big like platform for them to I mean that's how the business from. has changed though. So you, I mean if you look at the format of people used to buy actually like go into a physical store and buy a CD. I mean remember when everybody was getting happy to to read the pamphlets that came out of the CD cases walking around with their Walkman. I mean you had to completely change the rules in order to adjust for what happens nowadays cuz nobody's ever going to sell records like people did back in the 80s and 90s. It's just not possible. Beyonce to, like I'm just, okay, well look. Hey, look, look, look. Hey. But Evan, really quick, you don't think like <laughs> OVO is it OVO or OVO? It's OVO, right? OVO. So you wouldn't say like Brian, such a hater. Because he's created, oh, he's man. created, some, <laughs> he's created oh some big artists. I mean, not even created, but like he signed, like not signed, but like the weekend wouldn't be the weekend without Drake. I wouldn't think. That's party, the only, that's party the only makes door. Artist they found. And I think the weekend would party still next, be the weekend but, without Drake. So, so you're not, so you, so you don't think Party Next Door is next level either? No. Nobody else yeah. on XO. I mean, but I like. You got to give the weekend more credit than you could ever give Lloyd Banks, Twenty Eight Yo, and Young Buck. But they ain't none of them ever came close to headlining right, festivals but, and but stuff like that. Like the week, the weekend alone. So though, the weekend was on a couple of Drake songs, and that's kind of yeah. what got a little bit of a buzz going. But the weekend took that. And kind of ran with it. It didn't have much to do with Drake. I don't feel. I think that there you could. There's definitely were strong ties between the two, especially in the beginning. Like they called themselves OVOXO. They combined their brands. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I still don't think. Only reason I give it. That's attributed to Drake. Man. Only reason I. Only reason I give it to Fifty Cent was because he was on. Uh, what was it? Def Jam, Fight the Streets. What was that video game? <laughs> Oh, yeah, where he had his own game? You talking about yeah. that one? Yep. Yeah, that game was fun, too. Hey, Drake, Drake Bulletproof or something yet. like that. Yep. Drake ain't there yet. <laughs> so, is, is, does anybody give it to Drake? Is anyone Team Drake on this? No. Well, I'm not going to say I'm not Team Drake, but I'm actually going to call it a tie to me. Because really? while y'all are all correct that there's no way that Drake 
is going probably will never be able to do things that 50 Cent did from like a lifestyle perspective, like you know, video games on top of the music, vitamin water, the clothing line, and all that type of stuff. But like what Brian was mentioning, 50 Cent would never do what Drake has been able to do when it comes to performance mm-hmm. in the music. Like his run in the music game has just been shitted all over 50 Cent's. Like he had definitely Get Rich Die Trying, Undisputed Classic. Yeah. And then he had The Massacre after that, which people thought was good. <laughs> and then he had five or six wow. albums no one gave a shit about. Like, if we talk, if we being real, when was the last time you cared about 50 Cent's music? Meanwhile, Drake, since he was, uh, what was his first one? Comeback Season was dope. And then everyone started caring at So Far Gone, which was like 2008. And from now, and since then, it's a decade later, people still care about Drake. 50 Cent Run was nothing like that. No, when it comes I feel to like music. he reinvented himself, though. And got a brand new fan base. Because yeah. you got to remember, the Get Rich or Die Trying definitely did. was great. And, I mean, we're going into, what, season five of Power? But we're talk- I'm talking about from a music oh, no, perspective. I'm, I'm talking not about talking like, about the, the extra stuff. The actual, from the extra stuff, 50 Cent got it won. I mean, the whole business piece, I think 50's, like, mastered that. Whereas Drake is... Yeah, that's where 50 wins, hands down. And that's what keeps it a tie, is that Drake won it in the music game. I mean, like, my thing is I... So I don't really like 50 anymore. I remember where I was... How I felt when I bought Get Rich or Die Trying and how much I love that album and how much I wanted to be a part of that movement. Um, and then I, I just think, I don't know, 50 Cent kind of like a, he just seemed like a trash person. Um, and even Drake, like I remember being at Michigan State with you guys going to that concert at the auditorium and thinking like, this is one of the best concerts I've been to and I thought it was really good. And then I've gone to another, or I think a few other concerts after, and I'm like, uh, he's all right. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I guess I would have to say, I guess I would have to say 50. I would have to say 50. No, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know, because, like, on one hand, I think if, if you if you put facts versus facts, it would be fifty. Album sales versus album sales is fifty. Uh, yeah, it's two three albums, but still he does he did more than Drake did, and that's just a fact. Okay, uh, if you do like uh, uh, people that people or he put on through like G Unit and things of that sort, or even if you look at the impact that Fifty had in the industry at that time. I mean, he made Little Kim um, become, I won't say relevant again because I feel like that sounds rude, but he gave her a top hit. He gave other, um, Eminem, he gave Eminem fire, I think, at a time Eminem needed fire at that time. So, I mean, the biggest artist, 50, propped up, whereas Drake, uh, I feel like, you know, I I don't know if I can say the same. And then the impact that 50 had, in uh you know just different business ventures and entertainment and movies and things of that sort here's the thing though i feel like drake still has that that's the thing that's gonna work for drake in the long term because i've heard that that conversation about where is drake gonna end up like where is he is he gonna just like disappear one day because people ask the same thing about rihanna i think of rihanna I know I'm going all over the place, but I think of Rihanna and Drake as the same. They are both manufactured pop stars. 
They have big business mm-hmm. behind them. They have people who depend on them to get their living. But they are, if they were left alone, they would not be who they are. And I stand by that. Drake could not make a That's hit true. album or hit song by himself. He has so many people behind him. Same with Rihanna. Whereas 50, look, he had a monster person behind him being Dr. Dre and a monster endorser, but that was 50 through and through. So I would vote for 50. I think Drake is going to do great things, but I just can't never be Team Drake because I don't know who that guy is. And I don't, I don't know. Who See, but my thing is, it's easy to make statements like that, but we don't really know the facts. Like we don't know who, whether or not Fifty Cent had the help. We, none of us were in the studio to see if, if anyone was helping Fifty. It's easy to just make that statement and say it was all him. But how much do we truly know? Well, I just look at the fact. Like I was that person who would read the CD booklets and look at who actually wrote and produced on your song. And in Fifty Cent's case. It said Marshall Mathers and whatever Dr. Dre's real name is. <laughs> but it was those people. And yeah, he would have maybe one or two other people. But you look at Drake's, and yeah, he does have a team of writers. He has produce a lot. Well, not a lot of producers. He usually chooses two or three guys. But he does have a team behind him. It is a business. It's the business of Drake versus, I thought, 50 at the time. At the time was more of the artist. 50 cent that's how i felt or how i but feel, looking I back say. on it can't we obviously tell that 50 cent was just his manufacturer like even his whole story about oh i got shot nine times that was just a manufactured tale to make to give him the street cred to be able to put out an album like give it to that try like his story is kind of just as made up like he definitely had a harder life compared to what drake's was but both of them are on that same level where they they manufactured how they wanted us to see them how we how they wanted us to see them yeah i feel like it was different though like 50 yeah, they they uh, blew up certain parts of his life, but with Drake, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the fact that I used to watch Degrassi every week with my best friend Erica, shout out to you, like, I watched him on TV be this character, the basketball star who got shot by the crazy dude and was in a wheelchair for three seasons. I watched that dude, and I hear what Drake raps about today, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. But Jimmy didn't go through that. <laughs> like, he was fine. And I can not I can never, ever quite feel that Drake is actually telling me the truth. I feel like Drake knows what's going to be the best thing. I, I feel bad saying this because he, he seems like a good dude. But the best thing for his pockets at the time. I mean, are you? so I guess that's personal for you. But I just, for me, I'm just thinking about it. You're right. He is thinking about his pocket. He's thinking, what's going to make me move up to the next level? Like that era or like that time period when he was just doing all these Islander, Caribbean-style songs. At some point, I was just like, all right, Drake, like, chill out, bro. You can't be going to all the Caribbean islands and pick up an accent. Then you can just make a the next big hit. But that was what was popping at the time. And so he's like, I'm going to use this to my advantage and make money. And that's what, and that's why, I, like at the same time, I can see, like personally, I can see how you can feel, like you know what, I have these artists in my mind who I feel like I can, I can feel, I can like relate to what they're saying, what they're rapping, what they're singing. With Drake, he's just singing, but at the end of the day, he's an entertainer. He doesn't have to say what's right, what's correct, what's true, what's not. 
look, y'all like my music? Y'all gonna keep buying it? All right, bet. I'm gonna keep acting and doing this stuff. Because, like, that was an issue a while back when people were getting mad at him for being trying to rap all hardcore and shit. And they were like, dude, you're from Canada in the suburbs. You had the best life ever, and you're trying to rap like you're a hard person. You know? Mm-hmm. People still buy his stuff. So, I can see that. But at the end of the day, Drake gonna do what he's gonna do, man. Yeah, as he should. And I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the thing, though, Evan, right? Like... I will still support Drake. I'll still go to a concert. I'll still buy, or no, I will still download an album via Apple Music, which, again, is someone that Drake is signed to. <laughs> so Drake will be fine forever, uh, like, <laughs> with his album sales or whatever. Um, but, like, to take it even a step further, Drake could never be my favorite artist or my – the top five rappers alive or anything like that because i don't i don't even think drake's a rapper i really don't like i don't even think i think drake raps but in the same way that drake sings in the same way that drake acts like this is something that he's a talented person i think he's able to do it all but he ain't no rapper he just he can do it better than some other people i think that's what drake is and i think that's what a lot of like the people who don't ride for Drake or the people who don't make Drake tr- uh, twin uh, oh man trend on Twitter every time he does is like okay that's the actor boy just coming on doing his thing of the month like Drake could release a whole ass R and B album next month and people will be like oh shit Drake the top five R and B artist of all time that's what this generation will say and it's like when the hell did you become an R and B singer? Drake could release a whole Madonna, uh, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson-ass pop album the month after and be like, oh, Drake got the number one hit of all time. And it's like, he's a talented person, but I, I'm never going to buy into the fact that this dude is better than Jay-Z or Outkast or what's my top five? Missy, Lauren Hill. So no, yeah, that's how I feel. I don't know what you See, like, I, that's does that does that kind of con does that kind of contradict to what you said earlier? Oh yeah. About. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's a perfect segue into really one of the main things. It's nice that I feel like for as long as I've known Brian, he doesn't give Drake the respect he deserves, and I feel like we finally learned why. <laughs> yeah, why don't you like the and bands, I, man? No, but be honest. I think that is, is but, Drake a no, let me say this real quick. Yes, I think it's extremely disrespectful to say that Drake is not a rapper when the man has released literally eight albums worth of material that's mostly rap songs. Now, yes, he does sing on those same things, but you call Lauryn Hill a rapper and she did the same thing on her albums. So why can't Drake get that same type of uh, respect? The difference is I saw an interview and heard many interviews of Drake saying that he wanted to be an R&B singer, okay? And that he was taking vocal lessons and that he wanted to perfect that. And that he was just really good at rap. Like... The same thing with Nicki Minaj, like, it was just something she was really good at. Like, she could rap, but she wanted to be an actress. So I'm like, are you really a rapper? Is this is this really your passion, or is this just something that you can make money at? Cardi B said it the last week on The Breakfast Club. She said, you know what? I don't know if I'll rap forever. It's just something I can make a lot of money at, a lot of money in right now. And I'm going to make all the money I can. So, yeah, I'm going to rap as long as I can. 
And when that's over, I'm going to move on. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Drake, same person. Fight me. That's just wildly disrespectful. <laughs> just different the talent levels. The- different talent levels. I mean, yeah, but I just don't understand how someone could put out consistent hits in this genre for 10 years and you won't even give him the respect to say that he deserves that title. Hey, what? I think that's, that's why most rappers or most old school rappers, some of them are bitter because he beats most of their records, but that's why most old school rappers don't mess with Drake because they're like, no, he's not a rapper. He's not hip hop. This dude is, he's good at it and he's talented at it and he's, you know what? He is a he is benefiting from this generation. Okay? He's benefiting from the fact the opportunity. Michael Jackson was the same way. You know what? Michael Jackson would not be the the have the best-selling album of all times if he didn't have the business minds in his team that realized the fact that Europe and I'm going to get some of this wrong, but parts of Europe wasn't even allowed to buy music until the time that Thriller was released. So Michael decided that, hey, I'm going to actually go tour in Europe more than I am in the United States because I can get more album sales over there because they haven't had anything uh, versus what the U.S. has always had. And he became and is, has the greatest selling album of all time. It was mostly a business decision. It's a great album, yes. I say that because I love the man. I love the album. But it was a business decision, okay? Drake is the same way. It's the, it's the opportunity. They're going to buy whatever I put out there. So if I put out a trash song, I'll put out two more, and they won't even think about that one. I mean, the fact that Drake has this whole record, that he has the most songs on the Hot 100... Okay, does anybody ever sit back and say it's only been eight years? Why the fuck are you releasing so much music in that space of time? Like, because that's his job. Why He's not? making music. That's his job. Really, he's good. Would spend <laughs> more time. I like, wish he was spending more time. That's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> I wish he was spending more time trying to craft a great album. Okay, because to my recollection, I've only heard one. Yeah, I'll say it again. Right. And I barely Ryan. heard that. I've heard one great. Drake album. I wish he would spend more time doing that than putting out a few good songs. What's well, a good thing you're not an artist because he's making money. Right. If he's making money by by putting that's not out an artist though, that's a businessman. That's your he's opinion. That's your opinion. He's a that's great your opinion though. That's your opinion though. So so why does Michael's great business moves add to his legacy, but Drake's great business moves take away from does his? It? No, I'm not saying. So the thing is. The stuff that Michael put out there, the Thriller album, is a great album, okay? So he did the right thing at the right time. I'm just saying, like, Drake, it the moment that he's in, the, pay, the place that we are in music, and I've said this before, it's a popcorn industry. You gotta release something every other week or every other month or people not checking for you anymore. Add some of these rappers who can't sell like they used to who were just selling a few years ago. I mean... So would you say the same thing about J. Cole? I think J. Cole is different. I think J. Cole is an artist, actually. I think Kendrick is an artist. I think that's why we choose to sit and wait for them to release something versus some other artists out there that we don't. I mean, Nicki Minaj is going through that right now. She waited. She released this new music. It came out. It was number one for a day. 
guess what? It came out on the charts. She didn't even crack the top ten. It's gone. It's the difference between an artist and a business person. But Drake is Drake. when Drake listens his music, it stays up there. Like he's <laughs> proven once again that he's on a different level than these other people you're talking about. He's a great. He is benefiting the most from this moment. That's what I stand by. He is. But he's but so you don't consider him to be even an artist. I think he has a creative mind, and he's able to put the best people around him to be able to create a moment for him. I think that's why we get so many different Drakes. Conrad, I mean, you think Drake is a public, basically. That's what I'm hearing. Conrad said we get Island Drake. Somebody other the other day on Twitter said we got New Orleans Drake coming out. The other day, it was uh, Europe, London Drake. Um, Down South Drake was a few years ago. Then we're going to get Toronto. Well, Toronto is a melting pot, so it makes no difference. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I never know who this guy is. I don't know who that guy is. But you said Aubrey he's Graham. an actor, and he because he's an actor. So now that he's a different personality, it takes away from him being an artist. But when you say that his acting is what helps him be a, a good artist, and you also said that the Motown artists were great for doing exactly that, for putting out music that they made were you smart. made you know about them, what they, they wanted you to know. I said they were smart. They were smart. Like they. That is why I feel like if most look here's my thing though. I love I love great business minds, and I do. That's why I do like Drake, and that's why I do support Drake. That's why, I, oh, I don't want to go here, but we already <laughs> here. But that's why I support Beyonce. Great business mind. You get where you, you know where you are. You know what you' about to get, so you know what you can feed them at that time. So, like Motown at the time, yeah, Barry Gordy, the whole team, they knew exactly what to do for those people. They knew what image to put forth. And you can look at any document. I was watching the Temptations movie the last night where they had to go through countless hours of media training to have the right answer, give the right response, not to say a certain thing. Hell, half of them couldn't even get married to the people they were in love with because it would have been detrimental to whatever they were putting out. So it's the same thing with these artists today. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not trying it's to artists, put, put them down. I just feel like that. I just feel like that statement is for every artist that's ever been an artist. They have to watch everything they say. They have to do everything they say just so they can keep their business or fans or whatever they're trying to do. Yeah, like who does that not apply to? Well, I mean, you could say like it doesn't. Well, you're you're absolutely right because there are. I think if you look at any artist, you can you can also name an album in their catalog. Where that's not the case, where they did start to transcend. I'll use today's example, Beyonce. You look at you look at the Beyonce album, you look at Lemonade, and I'm very excited to hear what she comes out next because I feel like that will be the real Beyonce. You look at Michael, you go from off the wall to thriller to bad dangerous and then maybe history but you never quite got the right michael you never got the real michael you got some of it then you even look at my favorite janet i think the velvet rope is the real janet like any artist that you look at if if they're fortunate to stick around they're fortunate to have longevity in this industry they all have like a moment where they can actually be themselves because they put in I guess if you want to say it, 
the hard yards. They put in the work. They put in the time. I hope Drake gets there. Hell, I hope this album that he comes out with is that moment. Because he's obviously there where people don't really care. Like, hey, come on. We're going to support you regardless. So I hope he comes out with something that is, what's his real name? Aubrey? I hope this is, he should title it Aubrey. Forget the Scorpion. Because is he even a Scorpio? Like, put out Aubrey. And that'll be dope. Right, let me, let me, let I me think what you're overlooking. Really Go ahead. Let me ask you Go ahead, question. Evan. Would you rather have two great albums or would you rather have longevity? Um, I'll answer it with the two words Lauren Hill. Right. I was thinking the exact same thing. So, what would you rather do? I answered it. Lauren so you Hill. Be Lauren I would rather Hill do that. than Drake. I didn't say versus Drake. You asked me a question. I said I would rather be Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill released one album. It is considered one of the greatest albums of all times. We're going to talk about this later, but she just announced a whole tour around the country based on that one album. You know what she's going to sing? That one album. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you have, I'd rather have an artist that I support and be proud of that I can say, hey, at the very least, they got one damn good album that I'll pit against anybody else. And that's who I'm going to hang my hat on. So yeah, that's what I'd rather have. I'd rather have a great album. See, I think on the flip side, I think of it like this. It's like, I've got a great job, but I also make money doing my side hustle, right? That's the way I look at what Drake does. It's like, he can do quality work at his job, which he does, right? He's got three albums off the top of my head that I think are just phenomenal albums, right? But then he's got a hundred and hundred and fifty-four features throughout the last eight nine years that are just like side stuff i think that's perfectly fine you're keeping yourself relevant you're keeping yourself out there you're making really good music that people are are gravitating to but at the same time you're still putting in your work for for making quality music which are your albums right i'm not trying like to you compare can do these both. people to trade you can definitely do both I'm not trying to compare these people to Drake, and this is going to sound disrespectful, so I apologize in advance. But I'm going to say these names. Ja Rule, Ashanti, uh, who else can I say? Those are the two that come to mind the fastest, and I apologize to them. I feel bad. But um, uh, who else can I say? I'll just start with them. Two people who there's an article that people actually posted this weekend when Beyonce released her first album, it was the week before or after Ashanti's second album. And the review said Beyonce's album is solid, but she's no Ashanti. <laughs> How stupid do you think that writer feels today? Because Ashanti had three songs in the top five at the moment. She was on the biggest songs in the world. She had the she had the biggest debut. She had all these different records that she was breaking. Don't you think Ashanti would want to be, uh, would want to have one solid album that she could, and she's still touring, all respect to Ashanti because she is still out there. But we don't talk about Ashanti the same it's way. It's different. We don't talk about it's Ja Rule the same way. It's different because I think, Ashanti. like, Drake is Ja Rule of yesterday. That was a bad example. That's a bad no way. example because you got Ashanti didn't have the opportunity to have another chance at an album like that. I don't know what you mean by that. Because uh, Murder, Inc., they imploded due to legal issues. 
like criminal issues. So like Ashanti's album she sells wasn't able dip before that. Yeah, but she wasn't able to continue like to the trajectory that she was on. It like literally all just came to a stop. The only reason that's false is because Ashanti and and that whole label's art roster artists, if you look at it, their album sales started to wane before any of that stuff happened with the IRS and things of that sort. So Ashanti was hot at the time. Again, hence her being compared to Beyonce or not even being compared. Beyonce being compared to Ashanti, to be honest with you. Like there was a time that that was the case. Ja Rule was the biggest artist in the country at a time. Now, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but people laugh at Ja Rule. People kind of, I see the meme of Ashanti promoting one of her latest albums at least probably once a month and I laugh people laugh at it it's meant as a joke mm-hmm. um so I would rather be an artist who had substance as opposed to a moment well all I'm saying regardless is regardless of how big that moment right was. in this case it's been a very long moment I would even argue that you're severely overlooking Drake's substance right. like I don't know how much you pay attention to his albums and like how how many times you listen to them, but there's definitely some songs on there where you get straight up the real Drake, where you know he's talking about things that are personal to him, and not just talking about like living like a rough life, but actually talking about his relationship with his family members and those Fireworks type of things. And that's album. throughout every yeah. album. So to say that he did that lack that is just I think is just severely underlooking. The, like, and I don't think I think you're correct. That he doesn't have like a whole album that makes that statement, which he does need. But it's been there, and it's been in every album that he's dropped. He just needs something, an entire project that has that. I think Take Care is a full album. It's as close as he's gotten, I'd say. Number one in my book, but... All right. Now, but in the interest of time, if we still want to keep talking about any of the things that we still have up, we got to just keep moving. So y'all want to go ahead and start closing it off? (laughs) Yeah, let's do that, because, whoo! It's hot in here, bruh. Alright, so to go ahead and wrap it up tonight, we want to throw it back to our old format and just shout out a few things that we want to drink to. There's been a lot of dope stuff going on lately that we just want to make sure that we real quick say we happy about it. So I'm just going to throw it in the air. Whoever wants to grab it first, which I want to drink to. Hey, since we just talked about Drake, I do want to give a shout out. And we talked about Cardi B earlier. I want to give a shout out to Lauren Hill, who uh, has her song X Factor, which is, man, such a dope song. Um, on two of the biggest songs in the country right now. I think Cardi B, her song now is like top 20. And then Drake, his song, I think it's going to debut in the top 10, um, sampling that song. So shout out to her. And she announced today that she's going on a 20th anniversary tour for the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Um, I'll be there. And let me tell y'all something. All right. You keep your mouth shut. All right. If I want to be there and she might show up late, I ain't telling none of y'all that she was late, okay? Everybody else might tell you, but I'm going to be there, okay? And I'm going to be loyal because it's one of my favorite albums of all all time. And I don't want to let another legend leave this earth and me not say I was able to go see them. It happened with Michael. It happened with Prince. It's happened with countless others. Whitney. Um, I'm not letting that happen with Lauren. And the fact that she's willing to come out and sing songs from my favorite album, I don't care how they sound or what form they're in, I'm going to be there. So shout out to you. 
and listen to our, our episode a few months ago where we reviewed uh, the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. And then my second shout out really quick is to another hip hop artist, artist, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. That was a little shady. I'm sorry. Uh, who just won or was just awarded the um? Ah, I just lost my train of thought. What was he? I said it earlier. What was he awarded? He won a Pulitzer. The Pulitzer Prize <laughs> uh, for music. Uh, he is the first hip hop artist to ever do it. But even beyond that, he's the first non jazz, non classical artist. Uh, to ever win that award, and he won it for the album. Damn! So uh, shout out to Kendrick. What you guys got? Well, slightly speaking of hip hop, I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out to Kanye for coming back to Twitter, the second greatest tweeter of all time, has returned, <laughs> and he came back immediately with the fire. Man. Like my time over this weekend, he came back. So my right. time, like, just, I don't know about you guys and the type of people you follow, but for me, when I, when he tweets, my time like, just immediately lights up because I follow a bunch of fellow stands because that's what makes me happy. Don't judge me. So <laughs> my life has automatically been made happier by that. So drink to that. Low key, the best people to follow on Twitter are people who agree with you or like love. Right. You. <laughs> that's true. I feel like that's social media in general. That's what I want. <laughs> I want to live with those people though. Alright. <laughs> uh, Evan, you want to go sure. there? Uh, I'll just give a shout out to my favorite athlete of all time, um, Dwayne Wade, for being 36 years old and still dropping 28 points in a win over the Sixers in their playoff game yesterday. So, still doing it big. He's one of the last players to ever win a championship by himself. Go look it up. So, shout out to him. Man, I really want them to do well, him to do well, but I really also want the Philly, Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers to do well just because I feel like it's Philly's year in sports this year after the Eagles and then Villanova. So I would like to throw in the Sixers on top of that because then if that happens, then I know the curse has been lifted on us. So, all right, y'all. Say. It wouldn't be but, me if I didn't go out like this, but I got to bounce. So, <laughs> well, all right, uh, you wanna, uh, shit. Uh, Do you want to drop your social media? (laughs) (laughs) Or you already go. Oh, well, like you said, Uh, gentle. (laughs) That was Uh, uh... (laughs) heavy. Yeah, like you said, just like him. I ain't surprised. Nope. (laughs) Um, Oh, well, uh, for me, I would like to drink to J. Cole. For coming out of I don't know what retirement, the bushes, uh, underground, wherever he was, and just telling us just slight, just hey, I got something for y'all on 420, and he's gonna be dropping the album. So if you are a J Cole fan, if you are a hip hop fan, if you are like Brian and like when people take their time, hey. Working. working on an album, then I hope y'all stay tuned for Friday. And the biggest drink to that, congratulations, is to our brother, our friend. Um, he was a, our special guest on here earlier in the year. President Pat, ooh, ooh. Patrick Patrick Harris, the man of the day, because he just got accepted to an amazing program at Georgetown for his master's. And we just want to say congratulations, Patrick. Um, 
We're not. I'm not. I'm not surprised. We're not surprised. But you're going to do great things. You continue to do great things as an educator, as a black educator, because we need more black educators in our school systems. Um, so I'm very proud of you, and I'm excited for what you're about to do. And they don't know what they just brought at Georgetown, because we're about to be making, moving, and shaking <laughs> some things over there. Um, so yeah. So let's close out. It's been a great episode. Ron, lead us out. All right, y'all. So for those of you who want to join in on the conversation that we talked about a lot tonight, make sure y'all hit us up on our email, whosmans at gmail.com. I mean, whosmanspodcast at gmail.com, my bad. Make sure that y'all also check us out on social media at whosmanspodcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're on Facebook.com. Just search us. Well, if you're still using it, I know a lot of people don't hop ship, but if you're still on there, we on there as well. Hop at us at whosmans is this. And if you want to catch me on Twitter, I'm at TaylorMadeLife. That'd be the best place to get me. B, want to tell me how to catch you? Hey, don't at me, at God. Um, but if you haven't already, you should be listening to our our, our uh, album of the month, which is The Incomparable, The Velvet Rope by the Janet Jackson. Uh, believe me, your favorite, Beyonce, Drake, all of them, Rihanna, all of them. All of them, believe me, it's their favorite too. All right, just go find those interviews where they say it. All right, and if you have time, and you should, this makes it even bigger. Like, go look at the tour, the Velvet Rope tour. You might see some familiar things. Hmm. All right, Conrad. <laughs> uh, you can get me at Big C22 on Instagram, that fella underscore Connie on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to leave you guys with a quote while I will to end off, but I have quick questions for you guys. And this week I felt, um, blessed to share this, um, this message I got from church, um, and it's building strong character. So I got eight questions for you listeners. Um, and whether or not you want to use them this week or start off your next week on Monday, and I'll post this on our Twitter, but do you focus on small things that will build your soul? Are you focusing on more on competency or character? What areas of brokenness do do you have? Do you have a daily time of reflection to fight against pride and obsessive self-love? Do you have people around you that you have given permission to speak truth into your life? Are you as committed to strengthening your character as you've been to the things that take it away? Do you see your time of waiting as an opportunity to strengthen your character? And do you choose lower love, such as jobs, sports, um, whatever that is intangible, uh, over higher love, which is family, friends, partners, um, your faith? Um, so ask yourself those questions, and if you I'm not going to repeat them, but I'll post them on our Twitter. Um, think about it, because if we aren't building our character now, we're telling our future, our future self, relationships that we don't care. And I think character is a huge, huge part of building relationships, of living your daily life. Um, character also has an impact on your mental health um, and your decisions you make and how you overcome those decisions. And since Kanye has come back with just positive energy since he hit Twitter. Won't he do it? <laughs> I just want to leave you with two of these. You have to, you, you have to protect your ability to, cu to create at all costs. Distraction 
is the enemy of vision. So I hope you have a blessed weekend. Tune in Thursday for this episode. Um, hey, be blessed. I love y'all. Hope y'all have a, a great rest of the week. And guess what? Donald, don't you be sending us some broke ass posters of a <laughs> R&B backyard festival ass concert. Backyard <laughs> festival. Uh, looking like I, I should take the handout from a, a light pole or something. Come on, bro. <laughs> hey, can I do one? Right. Hey, 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 Tori, hey, Ron, hey, Conrad, whose mans are y'all for never listening to the Velvet Rope? Wow. Think you know people. Ooh. So he's going to put our business wow. out there. I'm cutting it. We out.